Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host, Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Well, hi, everybody. Lisa Tarmati here at Pushing the Limits, here with my wingman, Neil Wagstaff. Neil, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. We've got another great episode ready for you guys today. I hope you're all excited. Now, today we're going to be talking about how to tell if you are under or over training. Uh, and this might be very counterintuitive for a lot of you people who just think, go hard, go harder, or go home. Um, but we want to talk to you a little bit about finding balance and, and actually uh, how, how to work out whether your body is actually trying to tell you that it's time to pull back, have a bit of recovery time, and what to do there. So, Neil, take it away. Take it away. Right. It's, um, well, those of you, some of you may have seen out there at the moment, we've got a great guide, um, one of our ebooks, um, which we'll put in the show notes afterwards how to um, work out if you're under or over under training. So that'll have all the content in for you guys at the end. But we use with our athletes um, and ourselves as well, both Lisa and I, we use our, the running hot coaching wellness check. And in that wellness check, it'll take you through a series of serious different things to look at. Very subjective. And all you're going to do is rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. One being that you are feeling like you're in the toilet. 10 being that you are rock and roll and you are all, all guns blazing, it's you're on fire, okay? So you're going to do this and rate yourself on a simple 1 to 10 scale with your sleep, your nutrition, hydration, movement, any injuries or niggles you've got, your um, energy levels, and then your stress levels as well. So seven things you're going to check in on. Each of those, um, as I say, you rate for one. So if you're scoring a one on everything and you're basically in the toilet, does that equal going out and doing a high intensity interval training no. or heel repeats? Probably not. So likewise, if you're up at a 10 and you've got all this energy in the tank, you should be able to go out and do a, do a tough session. But I just want to dig a little bit deeper into it because what you're going to find is you collect this information each day and we can send you out the um, spreadsheet we used to do this afterwards as well, is it will start to develop a picture for you. You simply get up in the morning, have a look through, doesn't take any time at all, and you just go, right, where am I at? Scale of one to 10. Just go through your, your check, see where your scores are at, and you'll start to see a pattern developing. So personally, I saw a pattern developing with my sleep. My sleep was where my scores were low, mm -hmm. um, and um, a few niggles coming in as well. So it very quickly identified to me that the area I needed to be working on was my, was my sleep. Whereas in hindsight, years gone by, if I wanted to get better at my running, I would have... And nine times or 10 times out of 10, I would have gone out and done another interval session or gone out and done another hill session or run my longer run would have had half an hour added to it. Because in my head many years ago, to be a better runner, you needed to run more. And we used to have this same conversation as well oh, yeah. um, when, when I started coaching with you, Lisa. But it's what, what we've learned now is that now by me addressing my sleep, guess what? That's making me a better runner. So dropping a session each week, so going from five day, run days a week to four run days a week and getting my sleep from six and a half hours to seven and a half, eight hours, I've become a better runner. And we're finding exactly the same things happening with all the people we're using it with. Often the things that are popping up will be hydration issues. So imagine again, Lee, same thing. You're, you're going out and um, doing your running. We're the people that we're talking to are going out and doing their running. They're doing more running so they think that's going to make them a better runner, higher intensity, more volume and they're doing it in a dehydrated state. Mm. So all they're doing by adding more load and volume and intensity is they're becoming a worse runner, more injured runner uh, and more unhealthy runner. Focus on the hydration instead because you've identified that as the area you need to work on. All of a sudden it starts, it starts improving. 
thing that we want to point out as well, I was chatting to um, one of our clients over in the States yesterday, um, lovely lady we work with over there, and, and, and some of the time, it's fine understanding it. And you and I have been here, Lisa, yeah. we've been here many times. It's fine when you understand all this. All this makes perfect sense from a science point of view and a theory point of view. Application is the hardest bit. <laughs> application is the toughest bit. So I'd programmed her to have a, she was on a five-day run week. We're starting to go into a taper. Programmed her, started dropping it down into four days. And um, she understood why, but it was now, what am I going to do with Wednesday? Yeah, I'm psychologically not coping. <laughs> yeah. what, what happens with Wednesday? Wednesday's a run day. What happens with Wednesday? So it's also, if you are playing with it and your schools are telling you you need, need an easier day, replace it with something you can go and have fun with. So get, um, like replace it with a, a yoga class, for example, or go for a walk instead of a run. Go and do something you enjoy, but enjoy that day. Yep. It's been given to you to fill your tank a little bit more, fill your cup a little bit more, give you a little bit more energy, which is going to make you a better runner every and time. It does not mean that you're a lazy ass. It does not mean <laughs> that you are useless, that you are not tough enough. And this is How many problem. times have we had that conversation? <laughs> very, very many times. And we still have it, don't we, Neil? Yeah, we do. Um, because, you know, psychologically as athletes, we are often very much type A personalities. We're go-getters. We want to we want to work hard. We want to fight hard. We want to play hard. Um, but which is fine. And this is obviously it's really fine when you're a 20 year old and you don't have a lot of other things on your plate. OK. And you get away with a heck of a lot more, just like you could get away with partying and then going running a marathon the next day when you were 20. Not so great when you're 50. Um, and, and things have to change as you get older. With each, with each decade, you need to look at things differently. That does not mean that you get weaker, that you get lazier, that you use age as an excuse. It just means you wise up to the way that your body needs a different, different stimulus in different stages of your life. And, and this is part of what we're trying to teach you is to understand your own body so that you know when it's time to push and when it's time to back off. And I'm obviously, I am, you know, preaching to the, the, the worst person on the planet, you know, like <laughs> I will still go out when I've got an injury and I'll still train when I've got a cold and I shouldn't be. And I know, and it's a real battle inside my head. So I get this, that this is a battle. But when I you know, as I get wiser and I do start to pull back, this is where we actually have the gains. Because when we blow ourselves out and we overtrain when we're not in a state for really strong training, this is when we start to break down emotionally. We start to break down with the stress levels in our lives. And stress is the number one uh, most dangerous thing that we can do to our bodies. It's, it's Stress is, is what causes us to get disease. Stress is what causes most of our problems in life. If we can lower our stress levels, then we can lower the chance that we'll get sick. We will we'll help our immune system rebuild and all of these sort of things that we don't think about when we think just go hard or go home, you know? And uh, like, you know, I'm a hard ass athlete. I have been my entire life. And so is Neil. We're not, we're not softly, softly gentle, wimpy types okay but we are wiser than we were when we were 20 years ago and we understand the need that we're not we're not robots and you are not bulletproof and i don't care whether you're dean Canassis or you're david goggins you still need to recover in between these bouts of really hard ass life you know well i think you've hit the nail on the head there as well it's, a, it's often what i i say to a lot of people that we're we're working with and a lot of people we coach one-on-one -on -one, lease is that is that use your experiences to your advantage so part of the training plan is is and should be what's your history and what's your experience 
So if you've got experience of doing marathons, half marathons, ultra marathons, you can use that to your advantage, exactly as you were just saying. So you've now got experience in doing things. You now know what, what works and what doesn't. So as you go through this daily checklist of subjectively looking at where you're at, you can really start to create your own rule book. Because you can start to see and go, right, I know that historically that's what I've done well or that's what I've not done so well. I can now really start to focus on certain areas. If someone is coming in to do their first marathon with us, their first half marathon, um, their first ultra marathon, if it's their first one, I want them to hurt a little bit more in training. I want to push them a little bit further because we need to not just train them physiologically. We need to train them psychologically as well and prepare them for that. If you're coming off the back, which a lot of our, our athletes are of multiple events, then a lot of that is already trained. So we can, we can now get wiser with the training because it doesn't need to hurt so much because that, that is already ingrained. That is already you know built. How to fight through pain. Yeah, exactly. And then especially, and that was a fine example with, with, when, with, with the coaching that I was doing and, and continue to do with you is, is that's there. You've got to remember what you already know mm. because that will allow you to go to places that you couldn't have, you couldn't have done, you couldn't have done before. The other, the other piece of the puzzle is, is that you, by changing these things, we can change our environment. So we can really start to change how our body's responding. If we're adding more hydration in, if we're changing our sleeping environment, that changes our, us from a physiological and biological level, level as well, which means then all of a sudden results just to start to climb up. So it's connecting the dots between do all of these things make me a better runner? Yes. Are they actually specifically to do with running? Not directly but they're going to get an increase in a response in, in performance. Yep. So if you want to be wise, start using it, start doing it, start thinking outside of the square. Yeah, and not just going harder and harder and harder. And using those rest phases for exactly that, to rest, to recover, because that is when you get better. You don't, when you go to the gym or when you go running and you're actually breaking muscles, you're actually causing micro tears and things. So it's not that that's actually causing the improvement those tears are there and then the it's the body's recovery response which only happens when you go and sleep and recover and and rest and digest and and do all of that parasympathetic nervous system stuff is when you actually get stronger so if you're just going back to back to back to back smashing yourself smashing your mouth and 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 then thinking that you're going to get stronger no you're not going to because you haven't got that balance of, of oscillating between the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. And we really need that balance in order to, to have those, those breakthroughs and those improvements and not to plateau. Right. Uh, Talk us through, Lee, some of the, um, some of the changes you've made. So we, we've spoken about the, you've gone for a more um, sort of bite-sized piece of, of exercise some days. So rather than doing the long bouts, you've been getting some great results with shorter sort of 10 to 20 minute workouts. Yeah. Also with how you've been integrating some of um, some more of the yoga stuff and yeah. how your mindset has changed with, because chatting to you and listening to you talk, the benefits you now get from some of your yoga sessions are significantly greater than they would have been a few years ago. Yeah. And you're really starting to feel and see the benefits and then enjoying your runs more when you go for them as a result of it. Yeah, so I had... Um a few years ago, and you know, most of the listeners will, will have heard this perhaps, but total burnout after you know running through New Zealand and doing Death Valley and doing all those other crazy Himalayan races, and I was getting to a point where the I was doing the races and I I was starting to break. I was just really my body was starting to break down, and I was starting to get health issues. Some major health issues came along. Then of course, Mum came along, and with her with her major issues and so my whole life priorities turned around and so I was forced into the situation of having to slow it was or change is a better 
response. So I couldn't spend 20, 30 hours a week training like I'd done previously. And so that meant I had to go and actually listen to Neil for a change and go and add in some other things because the stress levels were through the roof, the cortisol was all over the place, the adrenaline, all of those things were just firing. All those scores we talked about at the start were low. Yeah. They were all in the, all in the, all in the, in the, in toilet. the toilet. Yeah, they were absolutely rock bottom. And so I had to start rebuilding my body again and trying to find my health again and let alone my fitness getting it back up to speed and so doing by doing um a combination of very uh, short high intensity workouts like crossfit style stuff um and weight training and being in a, in a an anabolic state and not just in a catabolic state all the time uh and then adding in some uh yoga and uh which i really found hard by the way um, I mean, I've, I've been a gymnast a past life, yeah. So I was, you know, I, I get the whole um, controlling your body and movement and, you know, dancing and gymnastics and stuff. But I still found yoga because it's slow and it's very breath controlled and all of those things actually bloody hard. And I know a lot of athletes do. We'd rather go for a run than go to a yoga class. Uh, and it takes a shift. You have to do it a number of times until you start to feel um, the actual benefits of it. And But the thing that what yoga does or Pilates does or any sort of mobility work, massage, all of these things, is, is start to get the body out of the, the sympathetic state into a parasympathetic dominant state. So that means you're shutting down the stress release uh, of, of stress hormones. So your cortisols and your, your adrenalines and your norepinephrines and your, what, all of those sort of stress hormones, which are, we need at certain times, but we don't want to be in that state all day. And if we've got a stressful life, then we tend to be in that state all the time. So we, you know, the, um, the access, the, what is it? The hypothalamus, the, the adrenal, anyway, it keeps releasing hormones all day. And what that does is that means that you're like parasympathetic or you're sympathetic dominant. So you're pushing out all these stress hormones and you're actually slowing down your immune system. You're actually slowing down your digestive processes. You're slowing down the reproduction of new cells being made. Uh, because these are only these processes are, are mostly done when we're in a relaxed state. That's why they call it rest and digest sort of a state, in the parasympathetic state. And so when you go and do a yoga uh, or a meditation or a deep breathing exercise, which sounds like woo woo, you know, sounds like I just want to go and punch a punching bag or run up a mountain, because that's the way we program. But if we're in a state of stress, then we're going to be actually encouraging more stress that way. When we slow down and we go and do a yoga class, what it does is actually turns off all those stress hormones from being produced. And now our body can go into, oh, it's time for going and repairing. It's time for digesting. It's time for setting my immune system up so that it can go and fight the bad things that are coming in our bodies. And when we don't, when we ignore that for too long, that's when we get sick. That's when we get diseases. That's when we get start to break down mentally and emotionally and physically. And this is why you can't stay in that highly stressed out state without effects. And this is why this balance between the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system is so crucial. And you cannot, and I've heard, and I've said this in the past before, I don't need to meditate, I go run. And running, yes, it's a type of meditation, but it's, it's in the sympathetic state of being and that is by its own definition not a recovery state so 
it, while you, you might be able to clear a lot of crap out of your thinking and you might be able to, uh, you know, get your body breathing well and all of that sort of stuff, it isn't a rest and recovery activity. Going for a walk in the park and enjoying the flowers and nature and the birds singing, now that will turn your parasympathetic nervous system on. And it can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as going to the sea and staring out at the ocean for half an hour. These things turn our parasympathetic nervous system on and calm the body down and lets our body actually do its repair processes, which actually is, you know, the anti-aging, the anti-disease, the anti-everything. You know, it's crucial that we have that oscillation. This is why, you know, everything is, is a seesaw. We need to be trying to stay balanced all the time. And that doesn't mean that we can't go and do crazy-ass things, but it does mean that afterwards we're going to have to go and recover and repair. And, you know, like we have this conversation with Carlos, our head coach at Running Hot Coaching, an amazing man who's done, was doing 12 ultras over 100 kilometers, including 100 milers and 24-hour races and multi-day stage races inside 12 months. And he did that last year. And then this year is having trouble because he's in the recovery phase. And psychologically, that causes a lot of stress because we don't, we're used to going hard out, you know. And this is why, uh, you know, it takes a psychological shift and it's understanding that you're not letting go, you're not being useless, you're not going to put on 50 kilos. In fact, the opposite is often true because you're lowering the stress hormones. You probably find that you, if you're carrying a little bit of extra weight, it's lower to lose it doing the yoga than you are doing the running. And all of these things is counterintuitive, isn't it? And that's the hard yeah. part of it. So certainly counterintuitive. And the, the, the beauty of what we've put together for all the listeners is that we can now identify with the simple wellness check in a very subjective and easy way in a daily basis that you can see exactly where you're at. Yeah, you're just getting up, you're, you're, you're going through, you're going through your, your checklist. And if your checklist low, then we want to do something that, as you rightly say, is going to take us into our parasympathetic system. If your mm -hmm. scores are rock and roll, then they're, they're up there and they're high, then that's where that's the ultimate aim is we're like that on a consistent basis. And the way we will get like that on a consistent basis is if we get the balance right between parasympathetic activities as you've been talking about lisa and sympathetic activities we get the balance right and the other thing is as well is understand that that is going to be very different for each of us individually mm. so once you get the balance right and no one i say this to, to many people we're coaching no one knows your body better than you do so we're here to give you advice we're here to mentor you to coach you to take you through and teach you but we're always going to ask you to listen to what your own body's telling you because you're with it every day you're going to know it better than anyone once you start listening to it, it will tell you what, exactly what you need to do to get the best out of it. And not overriding the signals that are coming from your body. <laughs> we're good at doing that, eh? We're like, oh, it hurts. It's hurting. Like, my bones are hurting. My, everything's aching. Ah, just toughen up and take a teaspoon of concrete and get over it. And yeah. Yeah, there are times when you need to do that. And it's great to have that ability to do that. But it's not, general, not for general health. You know, not for general health. And that's why this sort of conversations are important for a lot of people to actually hear and to understand. Um, and, you know, uh, if you're a woman, you've got hormones and you've got cycles. There's another reason why you need to, you know, be on top of what's happening in your cycle and making sure you don't tip yourself over the edge one way or the other and that you don't get adrenal problems and, and so on and so forth. So I think this has been a really interesting conversation today. Um, we haven't covered, you know, things in depth there. But if you want to find out more, if you want to get this wellness check, then reach out to us. You can reach me on lisa at uh, lisatamani.com. 
Um, and we're going to put in the show notes uh, a link to the, uh, the guide that we've produced, which is all about how to tell if you're overtraining or undertraining and what to do about it. Um, and of course, we'd love you to come and join us at Running Hot Coaching. If you want a holistic run training system that isn't going to burn you out, that isn't going to break you, it isn't going to end up with injuries you know, unnecessarily. There's always a few that will creep in when we twist our ankle or whatever. But if you want to be able to prepare your body so that you don't just break down because you're starting to overcook, then come and check out our system. Head on over to lisatarmody.com and check out our running programs. Um, and Neil, anything final to add to those words today? Nah, spot on, Lisa. As always, spot on. It's, um, yeah, it's, just, it's just doing it do it take the time to to have a look at where you're at each day it is time well spent it's a minimal amount of time few minutes each day for me when i started doing it and we've now started using it with all our um all our coaching clients it just makes the world a difference the world yeah, difference. And, and this is really aimed at those people who are experienced you know and who are uh perhaps getting a little bit older and perhaps doing things the same way they've always done them and not listening to their bodies it's it's generally not the problem of a beginner the beginner is um, has to learn to read their body as well, but they need more structure in their program, as Neil was saying earlier, so that they understand how to, um, you know, push through barriers and push through pain and all that sort of stuff. But when you're experienced in doing that and you're not getting the results that you should be getting, this might be the reason why. So take that to heart and I hope that that's helped today. So thank you guys. Um, we'll be back again next week. We've got another great session with Neil, I think, next week. So stay tuned. And as always, please give us a rating and review. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, help us get some exposure on iTunes. Um, you can do that rating and review there. Or just reach out to us if you've got any questions around running, around mindset, around nutrition. We'd love to hear from you, uh, Neil and I and the team. So please reach out to us. And we'll see you again next week. Thanks, Liz. That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review and share with your friends. And head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatarmaty.com.